Welcome, 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 everybody, uh, to this week's episode of the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show. We're another week deep into uh, round two of the playoffs. Um, today's games, we are we already got uh, Tampa beating Boston again after uh, the drubbing that we'll get to. I'm sure um, we got some more Isles Flyers action. I'm in the middle of uh, moving my whole house. Uh, should be able to visit Lou along the way home next week. But uh, what's going on with you, Ty? How's uh, how's Martha's Vineyard? Vineyard's good. A little rainy today. Um, season's definitely changing a little bit. You know, less people on the island, less busy, shittier weather. But it's nice. I mean, it's crazy. The summer's almost over. Um, only about got about a month and a half left here, which is a little sad, wearing on me a little bit. Don't want to leave this place, but um. You know what that means? The, the Stanley Cup's getting closer and closer. Um, you know, eight teams left, so some good hockey going on right now. And uh, obviously, CJ and I's teams are, are battling it out. So lots to discuss there. Lou, how you doing? Well, well pretty uh, good. Coming at, coming sorry, at you guys Lou. from. Oh, that's okay. Uh, I was uh, gonna say we also got to say happy birthday to Tyler. Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, two six is finally two six. So. Uh, a lot of people call the golden year, you know, when you turn whatever age number. So I'm August 27th. So my golden year would technically be when I'm 27. But, you know, I'm I'm doing it a year early. Call your silver year. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay, we, we can work. We'll, we'll work on it. <laughs> All right, Lou, sorry about that. What's uh, good old Dayton like? Uh, I'm actually not, not in Dayton right now. I'm in uh, good old Muncie, Indiana. Um, out here just outside of Ball State University uh, at Olivia's house. Oh, I meant um, to ask you, um, I got some uh, inside info on the uh, the Wright Pat area. And uh, do you know, uh, have you ever heard of Young's Dairy? Yep. Uh, I was told that that uh, is, is a must uh, go. Yep. Here uh, it's in um, Yellow Springs. Yellow Springs. Yep. That is, yep. that's where uh, my DCMA guy is from. Uh, D- DCMA is like our a cool little town. It's our it, that's our customer that uh, you know checks to make sure we're testing the aircraft for the Air Force correctly. So uh, uh, yeah, he's he's from right there. Yeah, that's uh, it's about fifteen minutes from me, fifteen twenty minutes. Yellow Springs is a cool area. A lot of cool uh, trails back there. We've gone hiking back there a bunch. Um, but yeah, love loving this. I'm I'm loving seeing Boston get 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 trounced uh, a little bit here. Um, hopefully, I didn't just jinx them right there, so we can blame it on me if they come back. But uh, uh, yeah, one step closer to the cup. Like Ty said, happy birthday, by the way. Um, and we got dads tomorrow, so this will be uh, hopefully dropping on his birthday, if not the day after. Yeah, pop sixtieth. Yeah, 60th. the big big six zero. So we'll have to have, we'll have to have him on next week as a as a birthday celebration. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pops. Yeah, I mean, uh, did you guys watch the Bruins game? We should probably get right into that, or unless you want to do some news first. I know, Lou, your, your pens had a, had a good trade. Um, I don't know. See what happens. Probably, yeah, let's go into that. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, so Penguins uh, made – let me pull up the actual trade itself. Um, I think, it was I think Dubas got a deal. Don't love the first-round pick. Um that's kind of the tipping point for me. And it's a 15, it's too. Like, it wasn't like wasn't like 28, you know, in those playoff picks that would have gotten picked uh, had we made it, you know. Obviously, it's the worst of the of the rest, but um, I don't know, especially because this seems like, to happen every year. They seem to keep adding 
adding forwards and and not really like kind of solid young defensemen like I'd like to see. But what was um, it, Galchenyuk? Huh? Yeah, well, last year was that, that uh, was kind of like that was also moving Kessel, so there was a little bit more purpose to that too. Uh, this one. Uh, we cleared a little bit of cap space, not much though. I think it was under a million. Um, Kasper, you know, oh. we we drafted him. So, sorry to go on that. Uh, Toronto only cleared like three million, so you know, like that doesn't solve yeah. a ton when you're still those top four guys. And um, yeah, I don't know Pittsburgh. I feel like Kapanen could be. He'll be better on Pittsburgh because they have the Malkins and Crosby's. Where you know people could say you could put Crosby with anyone, but I just think it's kind of a different effect where you know you're going to get points and scoring from those two guys. So Kapanen, there's not as much pressure on Kapanen. Yeah. And like you have, you know, Tavares and Matthews and all the big guns, but I still feel like they expect him to have 30 goals. And I don't know if that's going to be expected. It'll be, you know, welcomed in Pittsburgh, but I don't think you can expect that right away. Yeah. I think um, I would personally, I didn't love, of seeing the, the line switch up, but I would love to see that kind of Malkin Russ Gensel stick back together because they were so good together this past year uh, that that came together kind of a necessity. But like you said, he could play up with Sid or honestly slide in on that third line with McCann and maybe Hornquist. Like that's a good trio. Uh, and you got Connor Sherry kind of bouncing around the wings um, like he what usually else is, does. But else involved in the trade, Lou? Right, Evan Rodriguez is going to Toronto. Yeah, Evan Rodriguez, uh, who we grabbed uh, from Buffalo uh, when getting Connor Sherry back. Sorry, I'm still well, uh, down. Well, while he pulls it up, uh, I, I don't know. I think uh, I think Kapanen did get some time on Toronto with some of their big guns. And it's like uh, you'd see him uh, look like he's about to break out, kind of. Uh, like maybe he might have a couple goals in a game and then a goal in the next game, and then he might disappear for five games. So uh, I wonder if he can find some consistency in Pittsburgh, which uh, I agree with you, Ty. It might, it might be easier to find that in Pittsburgh than Toronto uh, just because of the team dynamic that they kind of have. They're a little bit more, a little bit more veteran aside from Tavares and Toronto. But I think, I think Dubas, did a good job with that one. He might not have freed up too much space, but that first round draft pick, and like Lou said, it's a fifteen. It's not in. The, it's not too low. It's halfway through the draft because Pittsburgh didn't make the uh, make it out of the qualifiers. So um, I'll let I'll let Lou uh, give us the actual if he has it yet. <laughs> you know, you can probably hey, just Google it. I, you know, I've I've resorted stop. to that. I've resorted to googling. Um, <laughs> they uh, they can't stop showing the fucking top five picks in the 2017 draft and every time it just sickens me because it was Hershier and Patrick and then uh, ever heard of him Heiskanen Makar Pedersen <laughs> three four five and I'm just sitting there like <laughs> god damn it <laughs> but it's so funny because we had no business getting that second pick so it almost is like kind of karma okay I think I finally Jeez, have though. it here I don't know why it's this hard to find. Um, give me the actual. Give me the actual. Okay. Wiki so, <laughs> classic Wikipedia race. Those are fun. Uh, Pittsburgh received uh, Kasperi Kapanen, uh, defenseman Jesper Lindgren, and uh, forward Pontus Auberg, uh, who I remember seeing for the first time in that uh, in Nashville's run to the Cup uh, when they lost to Pittsburgh. 
Uh, and then Toronto received uh, the first round pick, Penguins' first round pick this year or next year. No, it is this year. I'm, I'm confused with the time of year. Um, <laughs> that's number 15 overall in the year of 2020. Uh, forward Evan Rodriguez, um, Philip Hallander, uh, and defenseman David Warsawski. So a lot of uh, kind of two-way players, I would Was say. Was Rodriguez even playing for you guys? He had a couple not starts. Not 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 in the qualifying. He was probably yeah. on that reserve roster or whatever, but healthy. He's. I mean, he looked. He looked like an okay player at times in Buffalo too. But uh, you're definitely getting a better return player wise in in uh, yeah. capping it there. But uh, yeah, that that's a tough first round pick to give up this year. There's been a few of those uh, lately where I've kind of had question marks with why there's a first round pick going. I mean, you can start all the way back with JT Miller at the beginning of this past season, which really did turn out well. But then at the trade deadline, I think uh, the Lightning sent a couple first-round picks away that were uh, a little – Blake Coleman. Although although I like Blake Coleman, I think he's a very underrated two-way player, uh, and he always always scores the craziest goals. But, uh, uh, yeah, Goudreau is really the one that was a head-scratcher for me for the first round. But, I mean, uh, there's first-round picks are uh, maybe not as valuable for players as maybe they used to be. So have we have we talked about the first-round pick for next year who's, and who it's going to? What, no. the Rangers? Uh, I think oh. we vaguely not really. Uh, and especially considering <laughs> I totally apparently jinxed that when asking you guys both like if not the penguins who's the worst case scenario you both went immediately rangers and then the rangers <laughs> fucking got it <laughs> but uh yeah i think we said yeah. like in the division would be bad but yeah i would hate to see the rangers get it i mean it might still be i don't know if that makes the rangers an absolute contender yet but they have a good young squad um, yeah that's some nice not pieces. yet but they could be scary in like two three years like scary well, they can move a goaltender for a very good player, too. Exactly. Like a defenseman. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be sad to watch. Yeah, listen to Kevin Doss. <laughs> the um, Pickles officially uh, have some news, actually. We combined teams with the Wheelers. No, the Shooters. That's Jonesy's team. So, Northeastern Club guys. So, he cut some kids. We cut some kids. And we joined our teams. Uh-oh, so, Pickles might be playing on Sunday, huh? What's that? I said, uh-oh, Pickles might be playing on Sunday, huh? No, 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 no. Not for the pond hockey tournament. Oh. Big. Okay. And I think we're about as good as we can be with our six on um, the ponds. But, uh, you know, never make Sunday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking. So, yeah, that's a big move. I'm excited about it. I'm not going to get high stick by Jonesy anymore. Guy, how are uh, how are the boys feeling about their bees? Uh, I've been talking to a lot of them, and they were all like, "If they don't start fast today," and they did. From what I saw, I watched like the first half of the first period, and then I was only checking on it. Um, they had some dumb penalties. It looked like, yep, it looked like that later in the game, but in the beginning of the game, Vasilevsky really kept him in it and like shut the door on him, and then Tampa just got going eventually, which seemed to. Seems to be what they did to Columbus, too. Like Columbus would come out firing, and if they didn't get one by Vasilevsky, he was unsolvable. So, 
fucking Braden Point and Kucherov are so nasty out there. Um, Sergachev looks like a number one D on any other team. Um, you know, besides he's got Hedman there, but he's been playing on the number one Peeper unit with Point and Cooch and Kalorn, I think, is on it. Um, so that team is scary. I don't know if Philly or New York has beaten them either. Um, but that's I was ja- just like, yeah. Sorry, Ty. Yeah, yeah. Vasilevsky is turning into the difference in that series between him and Halak. Uh, but I was talking to I was talking to Lou uh, just before you got on, Ty. And I don't know uh, the island the way the Islanders play. We met. We our system matches uh, better against Tampa than it does against Boston because Boston's a little bit more physical. Um, they roll, they roll all four lines better than Tampa does that uh, the Islanders play better, uh, against those skill guys. Uh, the system kind of shuts them down. Not that I want to play either one of those teams right now. I'm glad, uh, uh, but yeah, I don't think I would pick Boston to play. Um, did, did, did Vladar start today or did, uh, walk? No, no. Vladar looked a little rough in the head. Wow, well, they they hung him out to dry in the first five minutes of that first game on the ice. <laughs> two yeah. breakaways. I mean, that's two two on ones. <laughs> that sucks, but you don't see. You, you know, you know what makes the only reason I say that is because when you see a goalie, uh, he's on his stomach a lot, especially plays that come across real fast. I mean, you got to do your best to stay as square as possible as you go across, and. Like if I'm out there, I'm going across straight on my stomach because I don't have I don't have <laughs> the ability um, to do anything else. So like uh, seeing him leaning forward a little bit too much shows me that uh, yeah, definitely not quite ready for that spot. Although uh, I mean, I heard on I heard the Chicklets guys saying that he had really great numbers in Providence. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think he's obviously capable, but yeah, not in that spot. He. Tough to get thrown into, and he has not played a meaningful game in four months. Like, that's that's a tough pond to get dropped into. And then on top of that, yeah, they gave up, like, two breakaways and, and three odd-man rushes in, at the end of that period. Uh, and he he got just kind of – they poured it on him. Well, yeah, let's not too much, talk too much about this uh, fucking remote. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as the Boston fans, I think – I said, like, they got to start fast. They all did before the series is over. So when they scored that third goal, which was the weird tip, it was like a block shot and just floated over everything. I think they were probably just like, okay, it's over. That's what McCarthy and Knapp were saying anyway. But, uh, you know, if you're Boston, that's just a classic Boston sports fan. Like, they don't need it. They can give it up easily. They'll get a championship somewhere else. But this could be the (laughs) first year. No parades in Boston should be great, and it's not just because of COVID. <laughs> I don't know the Celt- the Celtics uh, went and swept your Sixers there, and uh, yeah, but I didn't expect it to beat them, and without Simmons, but it was it was pitiful. What what happened? I mean, they did the tank for like seven years. I feel like, and uh, this is the team that got. They haven't have they even gotten out of the second round? I, I don't know. Yeah, they get out of the first. No, they never got out of the second round. Last year they lost to the. The Raptors in that crazy double bounce play. That, that wasn't the conference final tie. No, the uh, the Raptors beat the Bucks in the conference final. Oh yes, yep. Um, but 
I mean, what are you going to do, man? Embiid can only do so much. They signed Horford to a million trillion dollars. He's like old. It <laughs> does a score like over 10 points. And they signed Tobias Harris, and he's really good, but he can just like go away for a little bit. Uh, Brett Brown finally been fired. Finally, uh, you know they should should have kept Butler. That was the that was the thing. So now we're gonna have to restart again. Simmons was hurt. Fucking stinks. Fucking not trusting the process anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, we do have uh, Vancouver um, tied up the series um, after getting beat pretty good in Game One by Vegas. Um, they came back in. They beat Vegas pretty good. Um, I thought uh, Markstrom was excellent in game two. Um, this is still going to be a, a long series. I think all of us picked Vegas in seven six five. Was it? Was this the one we all? Oh, I think I so. I think that was seven six five down the board. Yep. I think so. Yeah, I believe I said seven CJ six blue five. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think. Who knows? I'm excited for that game tonight. Is that tonight? Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge game three. Fucking Vancouver looks really good game two, but Vegas looked, I feel like, even better game one. So, um, I don't know, my beginning of the year Vegas-Tampa cup pick, I think, is looking good. I can say that now that my bracket's busted, you know, <laughs> fall back on it. Uh, but, yeah, no. I don't even want to talk. I just want to watch that game. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Lou. Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember, I think, saying Dallas-Pittsburgh, but so my da- Dallas half from the start of the year is uh, still good. But uh, and they look good in that series. They were they are rolling. Avs really need the next one. Yeah, before we, uh, before we get into that, uh, I want to get to uh, – um, the whole goalie situation in oh, Vegas. Uh, I couldn't believe that uh, that photo that was tweeted out by um, what was it? Uh, Flower agent. Yeah, and uh, Tyler Tyler had sent it to me uh, through Instagram, and just the sword with the boar on it. Um, and I mean, the photo was amazing. Actually, uh, <laughs> it looked awesome. I just. Uh, that's kind of unbelievable. And then I thought Leonard was not as good as he's been uh, in that next game against Vancouver. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, do you really, I don't, do you blame I don't, I don't attribute it. I know I don't attribute it to that, but it's, it's just funny that uh, he goes and tweets that picture out and then they get beat up pretty good. And um, I mean, I wonder what we see when they have a back to back, obviously the schedule got a little bit mixed up with our, uh, our, our little hiatus um, due to this crazy world. But um, I do wonder what DeBoer does, because in the first series on their back-to-back, he went flurry in the first game, um, which has happened more in this playoffs than any, which is understandable considering the circumstances. But, um, I mean, in the past, you've seen the starter go until he can't pretty much. Yeah, I, I would say if there if there are any more back to backs, and I think we may get a couple more due to the, the two days uh, that we missed this week. Um, I I would assume that you you bounce between goalies just because it's. I mean, the games are obviously there. Every game is the most important game, and you can't you know have a tired goalie out there. I mean, you see it in the regular season, let alone um, let alone the playoffs. 
Yeah, I think, uh, Sage, kind of what you were saying. And in the first round, there's always back-to-backs, but second round, I don't think there's ever back-to-backs. So I'm interested to see what Isles Flyers do as well, see if Grace gets a start, see if Elliott gets a start. Um, I know they were going to play Hart game three, which was the second of a back-to-back, but um, going into it now, I mean, maybe because you have the extra day's rest, who knows? I'm down to ride the kid, um, but, you know, it's a very interesting uh, topic in today's bubble. Uh, Vegas, I think you got to stick with Laner another game. Um, kind of maybe despite the sword photo. <laughs> uh, so you go with him and, you know, if he fucks up, you got flower right there. And I think we've said that all along. So stick to your guns until your hands fo- forced, I guess. Yeah. Peter board does not strike me as a guy who would, uh, change his goalie because some agent tweeted a photo. I don't know a coach in the NHL that would. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, it looks, sounds like we're all still, still on the Vegas train. I mean, obviously that one's only one, one. So there's, there's no, uh, no trouble in paradise for either of those teams. Let's kick down to Dallas and the Avalanche. Dallas is, and CJ, you said it, Dallas has come out and really, um, Really started well. Uh, Avs took game three, correct? Dallas took uh, yeah. two. So okay. So I, I had Dallas. Game. I had yeah, yeah. We'll get to. I had Dallas taking the first game. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised they went up two zero. Um, but I mean that's just a matter of Dallas. Um, this the two series that that Dallas and Colorado came out of. Dallas had to make less adjustments. I knew that they were they were going to come out. Um, after after the Avalanche just trounced the Coyotes, um, the Avs were going to have a lot more adjustments to make against a good defensive Dallas team, where Jamie Benn is uh, has woken up in these playoffs. I mean, he's, I mean, high, you, you look at Hyaskinen and the points, but for me, Jamie Benn's been the best, their best player, um, just his presence on the ice. Sage, how do you how do you say that? Dallas has made less adjustments playing a six-game series against Calgary versus Colorado playing a pretty easy five-game series against the Yotes. Uh, it, it's because because Dallas um, had a tougher series, I think. I think they had a, a more physical, longer... Uh, Don't you think it means that they made more adjustments in the series? Like, no, so uh, that, that's, what I, that's what I mean. When, when now, when they met Colorado... Um, they are coming out of a, a tougher series than Colorado came out of. So they were already um, in the mode that they needed to be more so than I think Colorado was. Mm. Okay. I see what you're saying now. I think you have to make adjustments different to any team. So, I mean, but you could be right. Maybe the way they're going, their mojo is uh, just they want to stick to how they're playing that way. Wish the Flyers could get that fucking going. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean that that last ga- uh, game three there was wild. I mean, I feel like even game two and game three, every time I checked the score sheet, it was like it was McKinnon from Rontanen or Rontanen from McKinnon, and mm-hmm. then it was Sagan from Radulov and Ben, and then Radulov with two from Sagan. Like all this, the stars are certainly showing out in that series. And I meant the star players, not necessarily just the Dallas Stars. Sorry. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, I was, I was. That was one of the things I was most uh, intrigued of in that series was if you were going to see those top lines 
uh, match up, and they have, uh, and it's it's been really fun to watch. Uh, and Colorado is always kind of fun to watch. Uh, Dallas can be that defensive Islander type uh, team, uh, but they've been exciting too. So that's been that's been a fun series to watch for me. I thought Vegas and Vancouver would be my West series that I like the most, but right now Colorado Dallas is, uh, I, I love that series. It's just, it's, it's like McDavid, like whenever McKinnon's on the ice, you're like, Oh, what's he going to do this? Time? <laughs> I love this. A car can be that way too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. When they get the wheel, I love when he just gets the wheels going around the zone. Oof. Ah, so fun. And he just cuts to the net, dips the shoulder creates chances like that. I think that was one of the goals, you know, right off a pad to Landeskog or Renton. I think it was Landeskog. God, what a handsome guy. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great series. All right, let's and, kick, it, uh, kick, kick it back. Uh, yeah, I mean, we discussed Tampa-Boston at the beginning, so have we had Flyers-Islanders since we last talked? One game? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, game, no. Was it both oh, games? Yeah. yeah, we last talked before the before. Oh, before it even started. Okay, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's get your guys' take. I mean, uh, seems like uh, I mean it seems pretty even um, to me. I mean, obviously it's one one, but um, I uh, I disagree. I think the Islanders have been good six or seven out of the eight periods that have been played. Better, Lou. Uh, what did uh, you say? Sorry, how many periods did you say that? Oh, I mean, well, there's been six and change periods played between the two teams, and I think uh, maybe four or five of those periods have been the Islanders. Yeah, I would agree. I think the second period in game one, we're better, and maybe the first. Definitely the first. And a little bit of the second in game two. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think I've said it my whole fucking life. I've never watched the Flyers play a full 60 minutes in the playoffs. Like, when they're up 3 nothing. I sent that text to you guys. I said the next yep. goal was huge. And the Islanders got one, you know, kind of early in the second. I'm like, ah, we're fucking, they're going to tie it at some point. Sure enough, they do. Um, I think that happened in the regular season, right, Siege? Um, I think the Islanders, I they think won both. Regular, which I thought they were going to. I was saying, yeah. my was going to blow this. And then they got a fucking lucky bounce for Myers and were tied 1-1 like nothing happened, you know, so... It's crazy how the playoffs can go like that, but it's good to see guys like Hazy going and Coots with that dirty goal. Um, he's fucking sick. And uh, Carter Hart still looks good. So, I mean, they just need to play a full game, you know, and I think they play better in, like, tight games, you know, like they score, then you score, then they score, then you score, and then we'll be like, all right, then then they'll play. But the Islanders lull them to sleep, I think, a little bit, and uh, they lose their game plan, try and do too much. So that's uh, that's the name of the game for Trotsy. Yeah, we we'll find out. Go ahead, Siege. We definitely did that in game one. Game one was a very good game for the Islanders. And uh, I was, I mean, I was a little worried in that first period uh, in game two when Hazy went off. I think he had two of the three in the first there. And it's the Islanders play so much better up than they do down. I mean, that's what a defensive team loves to play with a couple goal lead. And I think Varlamov's been great. I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad to see him get the get the pull um, there in game two. He he's been great the entire playoffs. I mean, 
they weren't terrible, terrible goals. I thought um, he, he might need to work on the short side and practice a little bit. I mean, Hazy was sniping him. But uh, it it's good to see Grice get in there, and I think it motivated the team. The Islanders can be really streaky as far as scoring goes. So um, that goes to Tyler's point. When the Islanders scored that goal to go uh, to bring it within two, um, it, it seemed like they started really uh, to put some pressure on and uh, I hope uh, in this back-to-back, I want to see Varlamov today um, just because of what happened to him in game two. I think uh, him getting out and then them having two days off when they were supposed to play the day after, it's, uh, it's Varlamov's net, I think, until, uh, until he proves otherwise. Lou, what's your outside perspective of the series so far? Um, I think... I mean, I th- I think one of the Flyers' goal because I think the Flyers can score with the Islanders, and I think it's it's more of actually the Islanders have proven that right now they can score with with any team they've played so far. So it's more of um, and while Varlamov has been definitely very solid, like he's been good, he's not been bad at all, but he gets to play behind that that Islander team. So I think it's going to take uh, Carter Hart really winning some of these games um otherwise i think it's scoring wise a little bit of a 50 50 toss-up in terms of the scoring opportunities but they're just going to come so much harder on varlamov like they're not going to be as as uh as many on varlamov so they're going to have to capitalize on them more but um the flyers started to do uh do this thing on in the defensive zone where they were they were flipping a lot of pucks out early in game two. And um, I mean, in the, in the first half of this past season, I I think I want to say it was maybe a little before Christmas. um, I saw a stat that said the Islanders were number one in the NHL for uh, puck retrievals in the offensive zone. And uh, it it goes to their forecheck. Now, obviously they struggled towards the end and I don't know what those numbers are now. They forecheck really well. And I think that flip out of the zone was breaking the forecheck a little bit. So, I mean, if the, if the flyers uh, can start to kind of master that and, and make that adjustment to stay away from that Islanders forecheck, it's going to be really big for their offense. You know, I love a good flip. Yeah. <laughs> me and Jonesy were already talking about, he was like, yeah, whenever you touch the puck in the D zone, I'm going. Oh, it's going to be fun. Um, I used to scream at Nowicki for doing that all the time because he would just flip it, and then, and then we would never get it. Oh, I got <laughs> I got one picked off in a Men and Cup game to Kinelon, and you know who caught it? My buddy Brian Gennad scooped it down, scored. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we still won, so it was fine. But uh, <laughs> that was a bad flip. Yeah, you get a bad one every now and then, but, you know, they're NHLers. So uh, they're good. Uh, that's how Hazy got a second goal. I think Farabee took a stick. Hazy scooped it up, used his big ass, and then yeah, had uh, had Varley lean in there. I think he was thinking pass. But yeah, I mean, I, I, Lou, I got to disagree a little bit. I think the Flyers have higher quality chances. Um, I think the Islanders are more consistent with their chances. It's more of volume. Um, you know, they're getting two or three shots at once, and those are the goals that they're going to score. They're obviously going to have some nice plays as well um, when there's breakdowns. But for the Flyers, for the most part, it's odd man rushes um, or it's like, you know, one-time shots from the slot. 
So that's what they're looking for. They're, I mean, I would say they're a little higher skilled team than the Islanders, so they're looking for a little more of those chances. But um, at the end of the day, I think you want to just work it low and go low to high and get it on net. That's what works at this time of year, and that's what you saw in the OT winner. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, how about, how about your guy Murph there? He's got two OT winners now, right? Myers? Myers, yeah. Oh. He had one against Boston the regular season. Did that was a I long like, time ago. I feel like he had one in the playoffs against Montreal. An OT winner? Yeah. Was that Sanheim? Yeah, I think it was Sanheim. Mm. Five and six. So, and they're deep partners, so I don't blame you. Both tall motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. Well, we it's will. It's easier than Pollock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we will find out that game is uh, in about an hour and 20 minutes. So, we'll get to see game three of that. You guys can. Uh, have a little bit of war of words uh, during that game. And then we get uh, Vegas. You guys freaking text during the game, please? Like, come on. Ty, I would <laughs> love to, but uh, I'm at work 90% of the games. Uh, so Sorry. I, uh, uh, no, not today. I am not at work. Although you never know when I'm going to get a phone call from some realtor, like, hey, I'm going to come show your house. And then I got to do like uh, a micro clean and, <laughs> and get, get out. Like uh, today, uh, Around 11, uh, had to get the baby in the Jeep, and uh, Mama went to Target, and uh, Dad took the dogs and went for some cruise while he listened to the end of the uh, uh, the Boston-Tampa uh, game. How long um, do you have to micro-clean? Um, so they're supposed to let me know within an hour, but, like, I mean, obviously the place is, like, relatively empty and already clean. So it's it's more like just like picking up whatever I've thrown on the floor slash left on the counter, uh, is yeah. what I mean by micro cleaning. Uh, depending on what happens with the toilet. Oh yeah, so this happened. I gotta tell you guys this story. So uh, the the house was going up uh, on Friday. So Thursday the people came to took pictures, and I had to go to work. So I left for work, and the picture people came like an hour later. And Christina put the dogs in the car and, like, had the baby Bjorn for Emery. Uh, so she was carrying around on her chest. And uh, so I guess the baby's screaming the whole time. They're taking pictures. My realtor, Dustin's, like, helping move stuff uh, so that the rooms look empty when you take the picture. Because uh, we still have a couple of boxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, so Chris, Christina... Um, Calls me at work and says, you have to run home real quick. Well, uh, luckily I live, I, I mean, I live seven minutes away from work. So I ran home real quick. And I guess when she went to let the dogs out, she let Keita out first and then closed the door and then let Bentley out. And somehow Bentley's tail got cut in the process. <laughs> so I get home and there's just blood splatter all over the walls <laughs> because this dog can't stop wagging his tail. Yeah. And so obviously he's okay, but like just blood spraying off of his tail. And I'm like, fuck it. We just took pictures to sell the house. I'm going to start showing it tomorrow. I'm like scrubbing <laughs> blood off all the walls. Um, yeah. So uh, that, was a, that was a crazy day. But, oh, uh, man. Your face as you're scrubbing. Stop it. <laughs> Stop being they, happy to see me. They've been outside quite a bit today. Oh, man. All right, boys. Uh, we got pop pop stars of the week. Hmm. Um, yeah, I guess. Didn't something else happen news wise? Yeah, address. Are we haven't had hockey for forty eight hours. We didn't really touch on that. Yeah. 
I mean, all right. So at first I was like really pissed because obviously I was like pumped because Islanders Flyers game three was about to come on and it's going to be a big game considering the series is one, one, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> this country's crazy. Uh, I mean, you got to realize everything, everything they have, everybody has a phone that takes video and can get posted to the whole world. And so, I mean, these things are going to happen a little bit more often anyway because of that. Um, but the reactions to everything lately, I feel like, has been just, I mean, crazy, everyone involved. And so, obviously, um, it's almost kind of nice to take a pause. So, I think originally when I was texting, uh, this is what Tyler said, it was, it was a good thing. And I was like, why? And I was all upset. And I was like, I was like we shouldn't be stopping. Uh, blah 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 blah, and uh, but I've I've taken a couple of days to think about it, Ty, and uh, I think you're right. Uh, every I think everybody in the world needs to take a quick pause and like look at themselves and be like, all right, let's let's fucking get along. I mean, doesn't that make your life easier? It's it's amazing that it's like our world is in such turmoil that like sports have stopped like it's gotten that bad like i would look how else could it get worse fucking <laughs> sports have stopped because like our country's so fucking fucked up so i think they did the right thing um you know i think they should have done it the night of and the excuses from the coaches and eh, whatever i don't not blaming any one person but <laughs> for them to say they didn't know that other teams were doing it like come on so Ty, the first the first NHL game that uh, the three o'clock game has was started sure. was already going. So that's fine. that yeah. But the seven o'clock game, I don't think like or it might have been an eight o'clock, but whatever. Regardless, the next day. Um, but I mean, I talked to Stanton, obviously a black hockey player. Um, he was pretty disappointed that the NHL didn't postpone their games that day. Um, but I think the NHL has since come together. Um, and I thought I, it was a really cool quote I saw. Um, I think Reeves said it was uh, like, we just beat the shit out of each other for two games. And immediately before game three, Bo Horvat's knocking on our door, like t- wanting to talk about this. So, I mean, it was just cool to see the players come together, I guess. But it's, it's so weird to just like postpone a game for a day, you know, I, so I get what you're saying, Siege, because what does that really do? But I guess, you know, it makes us talk about it. So I guess that's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. very well said. Yeah, it's just, it's it's sad to see uh, people not able to have a conversation anymore. Like if, if uh, I mean, the three of us disagree all, all the time, and it might be over hockey, but like, we can enjoy disagreeing and having a conversation about it. It's, uh, and if I, if in anything, I mean, obviously we do hockey, but, um, we do that. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to see. It's hard to see the world like hate each other for having a different opinion. And a lot of times people's opinions based on what's best for them. So who are you to say that someone else is, uh, uh, evil or stupid or uh, or anything like that because they have a different opinion than you. They have a different life. They have a, they're in a different situation. So 
I mean, if if we can if we can preach it all from here, it's it's listen to someone, and if they have a different opinion than you, and uh, you can have an argument, but you don't have to hate them. I mean, I just think it's more about equality is what they're fighting for, but it's along those lines as well. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, they did the right thing, but what else can you say? Yeah, not much. Uh, not much <laughs> but we, we can give our pops stars of the week. Yeah. Well, I've got one ready if you boys need a second. I, I hate how you say that. Like, we, we have well, them ready if you want to okay. go first. I, well, I, I asked initially, and you guys were both like, uh, yeah, sure. So. I never have one ready. <laughs> <laughs> like, come like 50% on. 50% unfounded claim, then. I go ahead, Lou. Uh, <laughs> All right. I got Braden Point this week. Um, Bride of Dorchester, Kevin Hayes. <laughs> Go ahead, Lou. Uh, I got Braden Point this week. Uh, just uh, continuing to prove why he is the number one center on that Tampa Bay Lightning team, which is wild to say. It, obviously, uh, Stammer is out, but even when Stammer is in, Braden Point has been the number one center, and he's just um, – He's such a good 200-foot player. I don't think he's talked enough. I think maybe because he's on that Tampa team, but I think we're going to start talking about Braden Point as like like a top-five center in this league. Yeah, I agree. Crazy that he's pretty much – he's been on really the first line, and Stamkos was playing on the second line. So yep. there's a reason for that, and I think we're all seeing that now that he's not overshadowed by Stamkos a little bit. Uh, okay, nice. Uh, yeah, taking Kevin Hayes. Who you got, Siege? <laughs> um, all right, well, that, that makes it easy for me because uh, my pop star of the week is Nathan McKinnon. Um, he's he's unbelievable. I think the, the lone goal in game one that they scored against Dallas, maybe they got two, but uh, his goal where there was like a small cycle on uh, on the right-wing sideboards, there by the hash marks, and then McCann picked it up, and he was in the slot in two seconds uh, while stick handling, and just absolutely ripped one uh, past Gudobin. Uh He's incredible. He has 20 points in the playoffs. That's four better than Lou's pop star, Braden Point, and uh, I think there's a couple other guys. Oh, here, here, I have it right here. Uh, yeah. Nathan McKinnon has 20 points. Point, Pedersen, and Kucherov all have 16. So he's four points ahead of them. Um, uh, Horvath's the only one with more goals and, uh, and 13 assists for McKinnon. Uh, I think I think Lou was saying earlier all of Colorado's goals are like McKinnon from Landeskog and Rontanen or Rontanen from McKinnon and McCarr. But McKinnon, the name, is on the score sheet pretty much every time Colorado scores. So uh, pop star of the week, easy one this week. Wrinkle a cadre in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's had a great oh, he's had a great series despite them being down. We didn't talk about um Grubauer got hurt. Oh yeah, so it's France. Oh. I mean and they won they the first us, game with him in there, right? The announcement I mean, first game in. They say his name different every time. I just want to know every time. <laughs> I want to call him Francois, but I think it's Francois, but it's Francois, Francois. <laughs> I say Franco like Lou did, but yeah, who knows? I mean, I thought they were pretty equal throughout the year. Um, I'm pretty sure they played even a similar amount of games. 
And so I don't know how much that changes the way that uh, they they approach the game. I think they've got plenty of confidence in that guy. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, of all the goaltenders to go down, that might have been the least uh, uh, worrisome for a team. Debatable. Um <laughs> Yeah, who you got? Who you got? What, what team? What team would suffer less from a goalie going down? I mean, Dallas has a pretty good tandem. Well, oh, Vegas. I, I was not thinking. Yeah, Vegas. Vegas would probably be the one, but Philly uh, and Dallas. I'm pretty sure Ben Bishop is is still is currently considered the quote unquote unfit to play. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not been on the bench. He's not the backup. Mm-hmm. Right, so them and Boston would be the only two. Um, because Boston, obviously, you get the big fish in there. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I stand by that. All right. Uh, you boys got anything else for us? Whew, I'm, uh, I'm just ready for a uh, little Isles Flyers here. I hope I can watch yeah. it on television. That'd be nice. Yeah. Pumped to see you guys next week. Uh, very excited to meet the Razor. Uh, and uh, can't wait to see Kia, because that's going to be fun. Razor still uh, watching hockey? Uh, you know it when she's now watching The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> she likes Kaylee Cuoco. Uh, who knows? Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, not next week, Lou, but uh, uh, the following week. Yeah, the week after, um, you'll be uh, Dayton's on the way home, uh, taking the RV with the dogs and the razor uh, all the way cross country. Going to see. Gonna see Aunt Kelsey and uh, Great Grandma Hazeltine, and uh, and uh, Uncle Lou is uh, one of the last stops. So, um, gonna yeah, cross country tour before we get back to Jersey. Pumped, Lou. It's wild we're not at the Open this year. I know. Well, I haven't been in two years now. Damn, it's the first year I've been in like four or five years. Yeah, I can tell. I have. Never been to the U.S. Open. <laughs> Missing out, dude. Well, maybe you're I back. Like you can come now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens if they ever have live sports again. <laughs> you know what's what's weird? Who do have sports? Yeah, yeah. The the football. A lot of the football teams have announced like uh, not going to have fans for the first three weeks. It's like no, you're not going to have fans all year. COVID isn't going to, it's, it's not going to go away. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't understand uh, my, what that's my, about. Colleges. Miami Dolphins are the only team that are like, yeah, we're getting fans all year. They're sitting there like, they're all going to, they're all planning on being at like 22,000. That's, that's just going to be a cesspool. Just too. <laughs> buy a what lot. was that time? What's that? Too many people buy a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure most states are still like, you can't have more than like 40. Plus, like, how are they going to do? Uh, they're going to have to like separate all the parking spots. You're going to have to like, you know, how long it's going to take to get into the stadium? Twenty-two thousand people, six feet apart. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And the uh, oh, actually, this is something I wanted to talk to you guys about because, like, the the how the NFL does with their season with traveling and whatnot is really going to set, I think, even more of a because MLBs obviously they've had a little bit of their struggles, but. Um, <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. Uh, but they're still going. So it hasn't like they haven't uh, had to shut down the season. But it'll be interesting to see if the NHL um, and obviously the NBA being uh, both um, both leagues that bubbled. Uh, and I was wondering what you guys would think of like hypothetically. What if you you add two cities 
two more bubble cities, you let families in, and then basically you rotate from bubble to bubble. Basically, like for these two weeks, you play these teams a bunch of times, and then you rotate, and then or something along those lines. I mean, it'd be difficult, but it's an idea that I mean, I feel like you could you could use. It's probably safer than traveling to all these different cities. Um, I mean, having the families around, I don't know how realistic that is um, just because that's so many more people. And a lot of these guys, I mean, they're traveling during the year anyway. So, uh, of course, you want your family around. And I don't want these guys to have to be separated like that. But, uh, I mean, it's it's one year where you're going to have weird circumstances. Listen, science is going to come out with a vaccine for this thing. It's going to be like a, a yearly flu, most likely. Yeah, and I and I will say I've I've said from the beginning, kind of like I know like obviously there's the human side of sports with like you want to like feel for these guys who are like going away from their families and stuff like that, but like just like everybody has sacrificed in their own lives, like, like if you want to be playing this sport, I think definitely some sacrifice needs to be made. Just like everybody in every profession across the country. Yeah, um, so, has been so needing to sacrifice. In your four bubble model, are there fans? No. All right. So why are you rotating the teams? Because you got to play everybody. You can't play eight, eight teams for the whole year. How the scheduling? How are they doing the scheduling? Uh, is it going to be like a regular schedule? Do it like a. T- I don't know. Just it would like be harder. It would be very play. hard. Stick to yeah. Stick to the division. I don't know if you can play every team. Maybe you just play east and east or west and west. Right, the best but it'll one. be yeah. We'll see. Um, um, I, I did want to say uh, the, the Mets were smart about when they all got COVID because we were about to play a series against the Yankees, and uh, <laughs> we skipped that and just waited till the Marlins came to town. Mets are about to uh, get bought, right? Um, yeah, it's like that. I mean, it's. I think that's been in the works for like a, a little while yeah. now. I hear A Rod and J Lo are, are are leading one one contingent to buy it. No, is it weird? Huh? No, I think Steve Cohen's buying the whole thing. I think he's the other the other opposing bidder. I think he got it. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that that was done. Uh, but I do wonder: is the NFL doing a different schedule this year? I got to know so that when I make picks, they they put out their schedule like two months ago. And have not changed it. The only thing they've done is no preseasons. Yeah, still hard knocks though. I'm glad we still got hard knocks. I'm about to say it sucks though. No games. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not as good. But uh, um, and and I also I like the guy who is. How am I going to fall in love with the guy who's definitely going to get cut? <laughs> um, yeah, true. But uh, I've also learned that I don't like Sean McVay. Uh, he's such <laughs> a pickle. I know he's, he's a little too, uh, little too energy, high energy for me. Um, I do really like all. Of, I like San Diego's coaches, except for the wide receiver coach, because all he says is you have to block, which I guess makes sense. They do have to block, but that's all he talks about. I've watched two. Uh, I think there's only no. There's been three. I want to okay. say. Yeah, I need to watch the third. Yeah, it, it is still fun to watch. I, I missed it. I I forgot it was like. On and then I was able to watch two in a row. I was pumped. I was like, "Ooh, both teams." That's the, had to do the LA thing, you know. No games, may as well do two te- two teams. I wish they did the Raiders too, though. That would been sick. They're in Vegas this year, right? 
Yeah. Yep. A brand new that, stadium. That, that it's giant looking. black, it's all black in the middle so, of the desert. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys yeah. see their uh, season ticket, uh, like, boxes they sent out? No. So yeah. sick. It's like a jewelry box, basically. And, like, uh, and has, like, unreal, like, tickets and stuff and then, like, some other shit. And uh, it played music when you open the box, I'm pretty sure. Damn. Vegas, Vegas is the shit. Uh, we we have to do a brother's trip to Vegas. Sometime. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys but, were going to be like, fuck no, for a second there. If I find, if I ever get married, what's okay? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for sure. I, I want to go back. I, I miss Vegas. I definitely go at some point. Easily, yeah. bucket list. So much fun. But they also showed the in the most recent episode. They showed the new stadium in LA, and it I looks it's supposed to be nuts. Yeah, it looks incredible. I can't believe it's uh it's not completely open considering it's in Los Angeles. But um, it looks sick. It has like glass over the top. Yeah, they have. Some, yeah, you can see the training facilities are fucking unbelievable. I'm big fan. Scared off. Uh, <laughs> T minus one hour till puck drop. Uh, also, now uh, as you can see, I got cut off uh, a short time ago because I got another phone call and I'm showing the house, so I'm gonna miss the first part of the game for sure. Probably the whole first period. <laughs> Can't win, huh? Oh, okay, right. the NHL app. The NHL app has uh, has the radio broadcast. So I love the Islanders radio broadcast team. Sports. Shout out to uh, Al, cousin Al. Sports app. No, fuck that. I hate the NBC Sports app. It it will auto, it'll all automatically it'll send me backwards to like the beginning of the day in NBC Sports. Um, it takes forever to come up on my phone. Uh, I'd. I'd literally rather listen to uh, the Radio Hofstra broadcast of the Islanders game. I have never had problems with it. Um, anywho. Yeah, it sounds like your phone. <laughs> I got an iPhone. <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> my, problem, my problem is not with the service to the app. My problem is with the app itself. I disagree. One time I was watching a hockey game, and it just switched to WNBA. I was One like, at I have never had problems with it. Lou, you never have problems with anything. Yeah, I have an iPhone like six, so it's pretty slow and it's usually pretty fine. All right. Uh, so, as always, uh, go check out our very good friends, Parlor's new song out. Uh, hopefully, they'll be um, not too far away from getting to play some live shows again. Uh, we can't wait to get back to that. Uh, and you can follow us on our social media. We are at the Heineman Brothers Hockey Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Islanders. Flyers. <laughs> <sighs>